Welcome to episode one of our very special summer series of As You Go, a podcast meant to encourage and disciple women who are daily trying to follow Jesus while balancing all of the things in their lives like work, family, friendships, mental and physical health, and so much more. I'm Kathy, hosting alongside Miranda Cokes. Hello, Miranda. Hello, hello. Uh, So excited for another season with you in our special summer series of Masterclass, which is what we are walking through at Rolling Hills right now. And we're really diving into the book of Romans. And I love that we do this. This is our second time doing a Mm -hmm. masterclass. Um, And it's just been incredible so far. Every week walking through a different chapter um, and really digging deep into the text and yes. and what that means and how it relates in the big picture of the Bible, but also um, in context, of course. It has been so great to watch people um, walk around the church with their journals. We have masterclass journals that we put together um, where people can do devotions and, and uh, just journal uh, their thoughts and what they're getting out of the book of Romans. So it's just, it's been so fun to watch people want to dig in verse by verse um, going through Romans. So today we are starting off, um, we will be talking to different staff members this summer and just getting some additional thoughts and insights um, and just hearing from them on the book of Romans and what it means to them and getting to know them as well. So our first guest today, we are so excited. Um, We have Kimber Cummings with us. She is our new Leadership Institute director and I'll let her tell y'all a little bit about what she does and who she is. Um, But Kimber, thank you so much for being here today. Um, yeah, can you Thanks just tell me. us who you are and and tell us about this Leadership Institute role? Yes. What does that mean? Well, you stole my thunder a little bit because I was going to make a joke and say that I'm the men's pastor, but you already <laughs> oh. said that what I really do. So I'm sorry. Just forget about that joke okay. that I was going to make. Um, yes, I'm the Leadership Institute director. I've been here for about two months, whole two months in Franklin, Tennessee, and I, it's been so fun. I love it. I, um, in my role, I get to work with our interns and our residents here at Rolling Hills. Um, we have such a rich history of investing in future leaders. And so that's what we do in the Institute. Um, and so I get to pour into the next generation of leaders in the church. And it's really awesome. That's that's great. And um, I love being on a team with you as the uh, women's pastor. I have seen Kimber just... You have just jumped in. I mean, you you just <laughs> sink or swim. Got here and you just started doing stuff, which is um, it's it's been amazing to just watch you do your thing. So you. um, we are we it's are so really glad fun. to have you, and Thanks. I'm and we're happy to have you as a friend as well. Yeah, just for sure. Not only a, a teammate, but a but a friend. Yes. So. Can you tell us a little bit about your faith journey? Are there any significant events or seasons that God has used in your life to grow you to be more like Jesus? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I love that phrase, faith journey, because I feel like that is all of our life with Christ. It is a journey, and He takes us from faith to faith. Um, It was cool because on Sunday, Miranda and I were in a baptism class together, so we got to share our stories Mm -hmm. in that class, Um, and I was kind of saying in that moment that sometimes my story, I felt a little hesitant to share it in the past just because it's maybe typical of a lot of people who grew up in the church. And and sometimes I think, you know, 
my story is not that interesting and I haven't walked through a lot of like trauma or crazy things. But the Lord has taught me recently that like any story of any believer coming to know him is a, is a miracle and it's yeah. a story of death to life and it's worth sharing. And he's the hero of our stories. And um, to summarize that, you know, I grew up in a really amazing Christian household, have a really great legacy of faith from my grandparents and my parents. I'm so thankful for that. I feel like I saw the gospel lived out in my home and that attracted me to Jesus because I saw that he was real and he he informs the way that we live our lives. And so I came to know him at a young age, started my relationship with him when I was probably 12 or 13 um, as a middle schooler. And that just changed my whole life is when I learned to like, talk to God, spend time in his word, just, you know, have that time with him. I feel like that changed the trajectory of my life. And so I've just been trying to build off of that, to be honest. And even though, um, yeah, I haven't maybe had a lot of quote unquote crazy things that I've walked through. I feel like what the Lord always uses in my faith journey is I have walked through a lot of disappointment and I feel like he always uses that to sharpen me, to encourage me, which is not always encouraging in the moment, but he uses that to make me dependent on him. And I'm so grateful for that. And I feel like he uses the disappointing things in my life to allow me to minister to people. And yeah, so just thankful to keep walking with him. Absolutely. And we were, we were talking a little bit about, um, how each one of our stories, like you said, um, they're a miracle and Mm -hmm. how he just uses each one of our stories in different ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas my story might impact one person, mm-hmm. your story might be so meaningful to someone else. Right. And you can just see how the Lord just really uses the body of believers yeah. and uses our testimony to bring people to Him. So yeah, um, that, that's great. I love how you talked about even like in the just being disappointed, you know, mm-hmm. disappointed and yeah. maybe our life doesn't look the way that we thought that it would or right. that it should or, right. yes. um, and then when we get to experience him in such a intimate yeah. way during those times, yes. um, yeah. so often we learn so much more in the hard and in the trials, right? Yes, in the disappointment yeah. um, about what it means to be content in yeah. the story that yeah. he's written for us. Mm-hmm. So I love Amen. that. I love that. So we, um, we've sat across, had the, just the gift to sit across from many women. All of us are women here. Um, and you know, we're, we're diving into Romans. We have these journals. We have been challenged, encouraged to take what the teaching, what we're hearing on Sundays and to dive in ourselves throughout the week to, we've given different scripture passages and to spend time in those each day and then journaling, which I love journaling, um, what that means for us, who is God, how does that apply to us? What does it mean for, for our lives? But one of the key components there is actually spending time in the word each day. And I think that we all would say that that's an incredibly important thing to Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. Um, but oftentimes we also will <laughs> honestly admit that we think that we don't have the time right. to fit it into our busy schedules. Right. And as women, as you know, whether you're working or not working or you're married or you have kids or you're going to school or mm-hmm. whatever, our lives do have a tendency to be incredibly packed. Right. 
And so what what has that looked like for you fitting in that time with the Lord? Maybe how has that been challenging? And what are some ways that you, what are some things that you've put into practice to make yeah. that more consistent? Yeah. I think for a lot of people, this is always, you're always navigating that. It's always a little bit of a struggle. I heard someone say once, you know, like, the enemy, Satan, he always attacks our time in the word and prayer because he knows it's the foundation of our faith. And so we have to have that time, but it is difficult to actually do it for us, people who are working full time at a church. Like it's still, it's, I think always going to be a little bit of a struggle. However, there are certain things that I feel like have been helpful to me. I'm sure have been helpful to you guys. Something that I did last year with a group of about five friends we walked through the Bible recap, mm-hmm. uh, Tara Lee Cobble's mm-hmm. Bible recap as a group of friends where you w- walk through the Bible in a year. And I loved that. I feel like that was the f- one of the first times where I'm like, this is probably the most disciplined I've ever been in scripture. Mm-hmm. And it was because I had the accountability of friends and I had a very clear plan. Like every day I didn't have to guess what am I reading? I right. knew like, this is where I'm going to be. This is what my friends are reading. So I feel like having a plan and having accountability are so important. Um, So I loved that. This year I've been trying to like slow down and camp out in books uh, longer because last year it was like, you know, you're reading like five or six chapters a day and you can barely remember. So this year I'm like, I wanna slow down. But even just having like, you know, going through Romans as a church, I'm like, okay, I have my plan for the next four weeks. I'm gonna camp out in Romans and I'm gonna take my time. And when that comes to an end, I'll pick another book and, you know, again, just kind of take my time. All that to say, yeah, I feel like my biggest encouragement is having a plan, having a set time, and then having some people to do it with you because we need that. And we don't ever outgrow that type of accountability and it helps us remain disciplined. So So I have a question. Um, Kathy, you mentioned that you love to journal. Um, Kimber, what, how, how are you with journaling? I'm a terrible journaler. I always have been. I think it's because I have really bad handwriting and I don't actually like journaling, (laughs) but I wish that I could, but I'm not good at it. Right. Um, So I I just was curious because I also really struggle with journaling. And I think it's because my brain feels so chaotic. Mm -hmm. It's very hard for me to slow down and pause and like put it in something that's understandable. Right. right. (laughs) Um, So if I'm praying or, or that kind of thing, then I I don't have a problem with that, but it is for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. such a struggle to journal. So I just wanted to do a quick poll here. um, Honestly, let me, I do want to clarify. I, Journaling has become more of a discipline. Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm not a, like writing is not necessarily my go-to. When I need to write, that's when I feel like um, so much pressure, <laughs> when I need right. to put something on pa- paper to articulate yeah. it in a certain way. But I've found that uh, when I read the Bible, or I've actually been doing the Bible recap right cool. now, and so listening, even on my way to work, um, to that. And then there's a podcast that goes with it, which is incredible. But some of it, I have a tendency to get very, very, I just have a tendency to be distracted. And when I write something down, I can't be as distracted Mm -hmm. because I, I, I am trying to kind of get my thoughts around something and get it together. So journaling is not something that I naturally started. Mm -hmm. It was something that became a practice 
because I knew that I was easily distractible right. um, yeah. and it helped me kind of stay on track. Yeah. yeah. And it, awesome. it definitely is helpful. It, yeah. it is helpful for me to take the time to do it because it makes me think about whatever I'm writing on uh, more deeply than I would mm-hmm. um, otherwise. So, um, but I just, uh, you know, you hear people all the time talk about journaling and it's always yeah. been <laughs> something yeah. for me that's been a struggle. So I yeah. I just suspect that a lot of people, um, you know, might feel the same way, yeah. ha- have challenges. And here's the beauty. The Lord wants us to spend intentional time yes. with him, but you know, whether my plan is the same as your plan is the same right. as your plan, right. you know, that is less about what matters. Yeah. And what is more about what matters is that intentional time. And so right. number one, how do we get ourselves into a rhythm where we are doing it, whether mm-hmm. it's the accountability, a plan that we do have that keeps right. us on track, mm-hmm. whether it's journaling, whether right. whatever it is, yes. you know, looking for ways that um, work with us. Yeah, absolutely. I also think that um, as a child, I snooped through my mom's stuff all the time, Mm. like all the time. And so I have a deep fear that my kids are going to get a hold of my thoughts in my journal. I know. Exactly. Hide your journals from Miranda. (laughs) Good good to know. Good to know. We got to get those little journals, like the diaries with the locks on them (laughs) to keep Miranda out. Exactly. (laughs) There is something though about journaling. Like that is like your most intimate, you know, things that you're putting on paper. But Mm -hmm. I had a friend of mine who had um, a relative's journals once they had passed away. Mm -hmm. And she talks about the beautiful gift that it is to be able to see this relative even wrestle back and forth with her relationship and the things that she prayed for and the right. things that just the honesty and the openness. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I can, I can see how, you know, you're like <laughs> hide the journal, but also <laughs> yeah. I guess at some point it could be a beautiful gift absolutely. for uh, absolutely. our yes. kids or whoever our relatives to be right. able to jump in that. Okay. Let's jump into Romans. Uh, so this book of the Bible, I mean, rich, right? Yes. It, it is a rich text and it is all about the gospel. Yeah. I'm reminded as we're reading and we're memorizing these verses of the Romans road, right? That we mm. learned, some of us learned when we were younger and that was the presentation of the gospel. And these particular verses that come from Romans and walking out what the gospel truly is. And yeah. so that's been neat to go back through. Um, what, Kimber, start with you. What have you been the most excited about when you think about this book of Romans? I mean, Romans is... Such a powerhouse, right? But it's also mm. intimidating, you know, because it's like, so, I don't know, we kind of put Romans on a pedestal a little bit because it is like, it is the story of the gospel in its entirety in, in these 16 chapters. Um, but I do love it. And yeah, I think I've been reminded of the same thing. Kathy, just reading through it kind of slowly is, it is all about the gospel. And I think in the church, we take that for granted. We think like, this is the message that I already know. But I've been reminded, especially the past couple of days, like we never graduate from the gospel. We never outgrow it. Like mm. we have to keep putting it in front of us all the time. And that's what Romans, I feel like, does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I, I took a course in seminary and it was it was all about how we the gospel isn't just for salvation, but we need to teach ourselves the gospel every single day yeah. of yeah. our lives. Absolutely. That, that's so that good. is that so is good. so true. 
So the last few weeks, we have covered Romans 1 through 3. Um, and again, just so many just amazing things to talk about. And the Lord um, just has shown us so many things just in the first three chapters. But um, Kimber, we're going to put you on the hot seat a little bit. If you had to <laughs> summarize these chapters yeah. um, for someone, what would you say? Yeah, that's, you know, sorry. No that's, yeah, no big deal, guys. People spend, <laughs> you know, years and years doing that, but I'll do it in 30 seconds. Um, well, Romans 1 through 3 is really interesting. There's really high highs, really low lows. Yes. And so I'm going to summarize it by repeating some of what it already says in chapter three, because I feel like chapter three does a good job of summarizing. So I feel like the first part um, in that is found at the end of verse nine, which says, for we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles are under the power of sin. As the scriptures say, no one is good, not even one. No one has a real understanding and no one is seeking God. So that's the first summary is like, Mm -hmm. we're all on equal playing field. No one is righteous, Mm -hmm. you know, we were all affected by sin every day, but there's also this amazing summary in verses um, 23 and beyond that says, again, for all have sinned and fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet now God in his gracious kindness declares us not guilty. He has done this through Christ Jesus, who has freed us by taking away our sins. For God sent Jesus to take the punishment for our sins and to satisfy God's anger against us. And we are made right with God when we believe that Jesus shed his blood, sacrificing his life for us. So to me, those two verses really summarize what's happening here. It shows us our state before Christ whether you're Gentile, which I know we don't go by those terms anymore <laughs> necessarily, but, um, but really it's Paul is saying, no matter who you are, no matter what your background, like we all fall short of God's standard. But the amazing thing is, is that because of Christ and his righteousness on our behalf and the shedding of his blood, we are made right with him. So it's, yeah, really high highs, really low lows, but right. Such a good summary, I think, found in chapter three. Right. And it's uh, such a complete picture of the gospel mm-hmm. um, from, and we heard in uh, the sermon this last Sunday that, you know, um, in Romans, Paul kind of gives the bad news first, but then mm-hmm. follows up mm-hmm. with the good news. Yeah. And um, that's that's just so, so true. So great job summarizing that, by the way. Thank Paul. I just oh, I, so I, I just I'm just thinking about something as as you were sharing. I'm like, why why do you think Paul starts off with the way he does? Yeah, um, I don't know. I think well, it's it's just so funny because in chapter one when he's talking all about the Gentiles and their sin and how you know they've misinterpreted things and try to be wise in their own eyes and it just leads to disaster. And then it's just, and Paul's like, oh, the Gentiles. But then he just goes, but hey, Jews, you guys are in exactly the same boat. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like you're being judged in the same way and you fall short of the same standard. So to me, it's kind of funny and interesting that Paul does that. I think even for us, as we read it today, we could be like, oh, those people. For and sure. then as you keep reading, you're like, oh, wait, everybody's in it. Like, we're all in. Cl-. And so he right. like, he kind of smacks you upside he, the like, head. He like, like <laughs> captures your attention to where you can't say, oh, I'm going to stop reading here because this is for those people. Right, right. No, wait, this, we are all, we're all in this state. Yeah. And I think we all need that reminder, yeah. right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> sure. 
So along with the Masterclass series, we've been doing a weekly uh, scripture memorization challenge. So each week we've been challenging everyone to really do that work. And um, I know it's for some it's easier than others. Um, But our first memory verse week one of our Masterclass series was Romans 1.16. And that is, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first Mm -hmm. to the Jew, then to the Gentile. And please know, I just read that um, because I have it memorized, but I will panic if you put me on the spot. (laughs) So I had to have my crutch here. So just, I I just wanted to confess that. Um, So Kimber, what does it look like for you to not be ashamed of the gospel? Because I think that's just such a a powerful phrase. Mm -hmm, Yeah, this is a verse we've heard a lot growing up. And I think when I was growing up, I was kind of interpreting it as like, you know, don't be embarrassed by what God has done. And then I think maybe this past week, as I was reading a little bit more context and background, I was like, well, what cause would Paul have to be ashamed of the gospel? And really looking at that a little more deeply, it's like, well, he's speaking to, you know, the church in Rome. Um, Christ died. He was put to death on a Roman cross. And so like, I think he's trying to convey here, like, even though this symbol was a sign of, shame and like cursing, I am not ashamed of that because it was the power of God. Like that brings me salvation. And so I was just trying to think about it a little bit more from Paul's context of why would he have any cause to be ashamed of it? Just thinking about culture at the time. But I think for me, um, something I've been challenged with is like, I think that even though the gospel is good news, that sometimes that means it shouldn't be offensive but it is offensive. The gospel Mm. is offensive because it tells us who we are Mm -hmm. and we don't have what we need on our own. Like what we need for salvation comes apart from ourselves. And that's offensive to me and to the world. And so I think I'm just trying to remind myself of like what you stand for and what you believe is going to be offensive to some people. Um, It doesn't make it less true, but I don't know. That's just been a good reminder for me. It's still good news, but it Mm -hmm. still offends our pride Mm -hmm. um, because it tells us who we really are. That's so true. You heard the the phrase like the the cross exposes us for Mm -hmm. the sinners that that we are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, And that is offensive to our pride. It is offensive to our sinful nature, but it is the best news (laughs) at the same at the same time. Yeah. um, Because he did something for us that we never Right. That we never could do. Um, all right, week two, our memory verse uh, is to those who by per- persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. What do those verses mean to you? Yeah, I think what really stands out to me in that is that word persist, Mm. persist in doing what is good. Um, Because we all know that like, it's not enough to just know these things. We have to live them out in our actions. And I just, I think that Paul's trying to convey here, there is something in that persistence over a lifetime of being patient and not giving up. And when everyone around us, it seems like is seeking the glory and immortality that the world offers, we're called to the glory and immortality mm. that God offers. 
and that's our prize. And we keep walking that faithful path for as long as he has us here. Mm. So that's challenging, but it's, it's encouraging to just to persist in doing that. What about those people who read or anyone who reads this and they're like, Oh, wait a minute. Like I, I'm, I'm self-seeking sometimes or, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't always uh, persevere or persist. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's all of us. <laughs> to <some degree. laughs> so true. But obviously there's uh, moments sometimes every day where we go yeah. off course and we wander. But I think it's trying to allow the Holy Spirit to bring us back on that path and mm-hmm. um, just trying to walk with him as faithfully as we can. And and over time, hopefully, you know, him changing us more like into his image. And uh, you see that perseverance theme, I think, come up a lot with Paul. Um, he's always kind of encouraging us to persevere. Mm-hmm. And I think part of perseverance is doing that despite your downfalls, you know, just saying, you know, okay, I'm trying to, I'm going to keep setting my eyes on Christ. I'm going to keep getting back up. And mm-hmm. I'm going to trip. Right. I'm going to get back up. Yeah. Like there wouldn't be a need for him to say that if we all just started following right. him right. perfectly. Yeah. All right. Let's look. And, and we kind of touched on this mm-hmm. um, already just from the get go here. But week three, Romans three twenty three. Just love this. Mm. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Um, why is this verse so important? Yeah, I think the word all stands out to me mm-hmm. in that verse, meaning there's no there's no exceptions to this. Um, everyone is subject to sin nature and everyone is going to fall short of God's glorious standard. Um, but I think that the key there is understanding that, but not forgetting to move on to the next couple of verses, which mm-hmm. tells us, but this is the good news in that, in that. And despite that, God's gracious kindness declares us not guilty. Like that's so amazing in verse 24. But yeah, again, it's just this cool summary of everything Paul's saying in the first couple chapters of no matter who you are, mm-hmm. this is equal playing field at you know, mm-hmm. the foot of the cross. Um, this is where we all begin. And if we don't understand, if we don't start by understanding the bigness of our sin, mm-hmm. right, and the separation from God and who we were, yeah, then we can't understand, comprehend the bigness of what He did. Yeah, exactly. You know, we think that we could have earned it, or that we did something to deserve it, or that we right. never could do something to deserve it, which we can't. Right. Um, but right. we wouldn't understand the bigness of the sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things about Romans specifically. Um, and this whole idea of we've all sinned and fall, fallen short, you know, we hear a lot about how, you know, or we think, well, I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. I'm a good person. Yeah. And I think that this kind of brings it back to mm-hmm. you can be even a good person, but you still are a sinner and you still fall short and you mm-hmm. still need Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I think... That's really important, especially in our world today, um, that, that it's, it's more than just being a good person. Right. Um, following Jesus and knowing the gospel, it's, it's so much more than that. So I, mm-hmm. I love how Paul just like packs a punch and just, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. And then you have like on the flip side, the people that are just, I am so bad mm-hmm. right. that this doesn't 
count for me. Right. Like right. this is too bad mm-hmm. for Christ's sacrifice to yeah. um to cover. Mm-hmm. Right. To cover me. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what I love about Romans is yeah. everyone is in everyone right. is in this. Just a reminder that we are all on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously as we've talked about Romans just such a a powerhouse, rich text, powerful book of the Bible. Yeah. Um, Kimber, do you have any other thoughts that you want to share or favorite verses or anything anything else to add about Romans? Yeah. Um, I don't want to take away too much thunder from whoever's going last in this series when they talk about <laughs> Romans 16, but I have learned to love Romans 16 probably the past two years because, I mean, this is a women's podcast. Romans 16 is like, we just see all these amazing women mm-hmm. in Romans 16. And that's been such an encouragement to me as a woman in ministry. When Paul talks about Phoebe being a deacon mm-hmm. and she's been entrusted with the letter to carry the letter. And some scholars believe like because she's been entrusted to carry the letter, she might be expounding on the letter, um, teaching from the letter. Um, and then we see like Priscilla and Junia, like Mary just... I don't know. It's just such an encouragement to me um, seeing Paul highlight Mm -hmm. these women who were committed to the gospel, committed to service, committed to using whatever resources God had given them to to spread the gospel. And that's just that's just a little tidbit from Romans that kind of fires me up a little bit. Yeah, I love that so (laughs) much. Um, And it's a reminder that as women, um, especially sometimes um we we have trouble seeing our gifts that God has given us or um or even admitting to ourselves and recognizing our calling and so um what a great reminder that um he has a plan and purpose for us and that um women are called to mm-hmm. um do kingdom work as well yeah. and mm-hmm. so just being obedient in that when you feel that little tug you know that that is the holy spirit yeah. that's god calling you um calling you out and so that's that's great um any final words of encouragement for our listeners um either in general or just in digging into god's word mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think for Romans, just don't give up. Like, you know, keep going. Yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> a good word. Like, that's the biggest encouragement. And, you know, like I I like opportunities like this because it forces me to really dig into scripture and to spend maybe not as much time devotionally, but like studying. Mm-hmm. And we learn so much through studying. That's how it's how it works. But yes. um, so even just like, you know, utilizing um dictionaries and commentaries and things like that can just help provide, you know, some insight when we're wanting to go deeper. So don't be afraid to, to do that. And, but yeah, keep going, stay the course. Love it. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I love that you, I love that you just said that because there's so many things that we can learn from other people's study of the study of the Bible, mm-hmm. right? Um, and there's so there's so many great resources out there. Yeah. But it's so important for us to open mm-hmm. the Bible and us to do that study. Right. Um, because the Lord works through His Word in yeah, our hearts absolutely. to teach us and to yeah. show us um, what He has for us. And yes. so um, yes. I love that challenge. Nothing wrong with 
other resources as long as right. they are biblical, like theologically right. sound, um, but it, it doesn't match our own study of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so that should be an addition to yeah. you. I love that. Yeah. Well, Kimber, thank you so much for being here with yes. us today. Miranda, always a gift to sit across from you. And ladies, thank you so much for listening to our As You Go Summer Special on the Book of Romans. We hope that you will join us each and every week as we walk through that entire book of the Bible. If you're interested in learning more about Rolling Hills, download our Rolling Hills app. Follow us on social media or visit our website at rollinghills.church. As You Go podcast is a part of the Rolling Hills Podcast Network, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Ladies, thanks so much for tuning in.